On today's episode, we're talking about how patience pays, the power of delayed gratification. You know, sometimes it can be hard to make financial sacrifices when that reward might not be seen for several years into the future. Well, today we're going to talk about some of those situations where you might be inclined to take that immediate benefit, but you should really consider the delayed rewards. We're going to lay it all out for you on today's episode, so stay tuned. Let's get to it. Time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant Glenn Mosseller. Back for another episode of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller. Glenn, hope you're doing well. What's going on in your world? Hey, Walter. Yeah, well, we're we're uh, we're preparing ourselves um, for that that time of the year when we when we start seeing the tax returns starting to get prepared. Oh and, no, and you're getting busy. Well, we're, we're going to be getting busy, and you know, we're we're kind of shifting things around a little bit. The the, the CPA this year is going to be taking on a little bit more uh, of things, and I'm I'm still going to be working with with some folks, but um, none, nonetheless, it's going to be a busy season, and, the, and there's going to be a lot of folks coming in, you know, in through the through the office, you know, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, that time of year always ramps up for you, but uh, an exciting time to be able to help people who might be nervous about what to do and uh, what choices to make. And you and the team are always ready to give some guidance and help shepherd people through the process, especially as it relates to their overall financial plans. And that's what we're talking about on today's show, patience paying off, where sometimes we want to take that delayed reward rather than instant gratification. And we've got a couple of good examples to go over with folks on the show today, Glenn, of where this really shines through. And it might be in some areas that people uh, may not expect. So I think this should be some fun uh, to uncover in today's conversation. Uh, Ready for the first one? Let's jump into it. Let's do it, Walter. All right, here we go. Uh, The first area where people might want to uh, kind of avoid that delayed gratification is to pass up on a 401k match. Simply, I guess, Glenn, because even though someone wants to give you more money, you're having to put that money aside to be used many, many years into the future. And so you'd rather just use that money now and not lock it up for a long period of time, right? Right. No, and 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 you're right, Walter. What, when this tends to happen more. I mean, it happens with folks. You know, no matter how old you are, but but I think it's 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 more prevalent when folks are younger. You know, when when they're you know when they they seemingly you know in 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 relative terms you know the, in terms of their cash flow and the and, and the the outflow is is a greater proportion than the inflow when the you know in in the early years when they're not making as much you know and and that's that's a generalization but I think it's it's true more often than not. And also when you, when, you know, it's just like, you know, it, when you're younger, if you haven't you know, been contributing and putting money as, aside for retirement, you know, and, and making yourself do that and then having the, the delayed gratification, it's kind of hard to see sometimes that those matching funds, but, but they, it, it matters, right? I mean, as those dollars go in there, you know, it, it's like, in, you know, when you, when you, you know, when you go to, you know, if you fast forward to retirement and, you know, you look at it. It's like you know. Well, gosh, if you had that many more dollars going in because of the employer match, it's you know, it's really you got to stop and think. It's like okay, I I realize I'm not I'm not going to be receiving this for quite some time, and but yet it's just like you know. I mean, it it's it's not really free money, but it kind of is free money because it's you know, in order for you to in order for you to get that quote unquote free money, I mean, you've got you've got to make an effort by putting money aside on on your own, but. But when you know when you get matching funds, whether it's dollar for dollar or a proportion of dollars, and you know all the different four hundred one ks, they tend to have different rules about how how they do matching. But 
but you know when you get extra extra funds going into your retirement money it's you know you, you got to think long and hard about passing that up and you know some people do and sometimes there's a justification to do it but but you know you you, you got to really try to do the best you can and 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 evaluate it long and hard and then to say you know okay well you know can I do without a few of these these things that I'm spending money on in order to you know, to get more money there because the longer it sits in that account the longer it has to grow and and compound, if you will, and and um, you know, it, it's just you know, time, time is is a, is a is a real ally when it comes to retirement savings, and you know, and getting that extra matching money all along the way, it's 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 you know, it's it's very very valuable, incredibly valuable, and it's why that discipline is so good to set up early in your life, and uh, but it's also never too late to start. So even if you didn't start it no. uh, when you should have, take advantage of it now, right? And a- absolutely. Honestly, uh, the, the the side benefit here, if it was that instant gratification that was holding you back, well, the delay, if you've waited in life, the delay to wait to use that money is now shorter. So hopefully that might push somebody over the edge a little bit to save a little bit more. Now, some That's have done right. a great job of saving Glenn, and they have maybe met that 401k match, uh, but they might fall victim to only saving in tax-deferred accounts. Um and, and because of the convenience and the instant payoff for some of those things, um, why is that such a, such a bad thing? Or why w- might we want to take the more patient approach? Yeah, well, I mean, potentially, right? I mean, it's just that's not necessarily, but you know, uh, you know, a bad thing. I mean, saving, you know, savings is a good thing, right? You know, I mean, no matter how you're saving, the question is, is uh, are there more efficient ways to do it, right? And when you're talking about those tax deferred accounts, you know, just kind of think in terms of its tax postponement. Right, it's not as if it's not going to go away. It, it's it's just like you're postponing when the tax, you know, it's going to come out of the account, and also when the tax calculation is going to happen. And so, you know, you, you, virtually everybody wants to have some tax deferred monies because, you know, if you if you know anything about a tax return, you you realize, you know, and it, it can get complicated real fast, obviously, with a tax return, but. But I think most people understand the idea of it's like, well, when you have your salary and other income coming in, you know, those things get added up and, you know, in, in general terms, you, you know, and then you, and you end up with this number called your adjusted gross income. And then after that, you take your deductions. And then once you subtract your deductions away from your adjusted gross income, then you have your taxable income, right? And so you, you want to, when I say that you want to have some tax deferred money there, you know, and, and uh, you know, it, it's important to realize that, you know, if you have everything is set aside as tax free and you're then, then potentially you could end up with zero adjusted, you know, adjusted gross income and have everything tax free. Well, tax free is nice, but if you, ha- if you don't have any adjusted gross income, then in essence, you're wasting your deductions, right, Walter? And so you don't want to see that happen. So you want to think in terms of, well, am, am I putting the right amount? You know, I mean, is there, is there a way of mathematically calculating what's the right amount of money to be putting in a tax deferred account so that when you, you know, when you arrive at retirement and you start taking money out of your, maybe your, you know, your tax deferred accounts, as well as, you know, if you, if you set aside some tax free money and you're then able to do the calculation, you know, are you able to take advantage of the deductions and, you know, and, and, and work to try to have your taxable income be, you know, zero, you know, is, 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 you know, is, is a, is a great scenario or very, very little taxable income and having the right amount of tax deferred and tax free can make a great efficiency, you know, in, in, in your retirement years. 
So, you know, there's a little bit of analysis there, but, uh, but, you know, but also, you know, just making sure that you're, you know, that you're putting money away and, and you don't want to get overtaken by the idea. Oh, well, I can, I can, I'll pay the taxes later. And that's a great idea. Well, it, Potentially can be, but again, it, it depends, and yet you, you want to think in terms of let's well, not this or that. It's it could be this and that, right? And you know, and and, and doing that doing that analysis and and making sure that that you're strategic about how you're putting money away and what accounts you're utilizing to do that, so that you know when it, when it, when you actually do retire, you know you're 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 there with a you know with a strategic plan that you know that has the design of of keeping your you know those taxes in your retirement years as you know in, into a manageable place or as little as possible. I think that's really interesting, and it's one reason why it's just worth a closer look, not only into saving, period, uh, but where you're saving. Uh, A lot of the conversation comes down to that. All right, uh, shifting gears a little bit, but another area where there is uh, some power in delayed gratification, and and I've got my hand raised on this one, Glenn, because we're talking about depleting the emergency fund. I tend to do this. I I use the emergency (laughs) fund more as a fun fund. Right. And then I, I'll build it back up later, you know. But right. uh, but it's it, uh, that immediate uh, payoff of being able to use those funds that are just sitting there for something more exciting than just sitting there uh, is very attractive. So I, I commit this uh, this financial planning sin, if you will. Well, Walter, you know, and and you're you're not alone, right? I mean, okay. I think a lot, I think <laughs> I think lots of people do that, right? And, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, it can be very tempting and, you know, and, and, you know, maybe, you know, it's like, you know, there, there's certain situations where maybe, you know, you, you dip into it a little bit, but in general terms, I mean, you really want to, you know, you really want to do a good job at keeping, you know, somewhere between six and 12 months of your, you know, of your, you know, your real expenses that you know that you're going to incur, you know, you want to keep that on the sidelines just in case, you know, something happens, you know, you know, if you know, you never know. It's like, you know, the economy can shift and, you know, maybe, you know, your job seems, you know, seems to be stable and whatnot, but, but, you know, folks have been surprised, you know, many times, you know, and, and it just, things happen. Right. And so you want to have that emergency fund for there just for those emergencies. And, you know, things things sometimes happen. And sometimes, you know, maybe your job, everything continues to, to work out OK. But you have you have a, an inordinate uh, amount of, you know, of exposure to, you know, to a short term expense that you can't pay with your just your normal monthly cash flow. And then you use that for that. You know, it might be an HVAC unit or a roof or, you know, you have a, you know, a big car repair or, you know, any number of things can happen, you know, but, but, you know, and, and typically something is going to happen, you know, and, and you just have to, you know, assume that something is going to happen. You don't necessarily know what it's going to be, but, but you know, it, it, it's, it's likely to be something. And so, you know, be very, very careful about, you know, you know, dipping into that. I mean, if you're, if you're dipping into that, you know, maybe be thinking it's just like, okay, well, I want to have a minimum of six months and I could have up to 12 months. If you start getting beyond that, you might start having, you might be thinking that maybe you have a little bit too much there in that emergency fund, you know, in general terms. But, um, you know, if maybe if you're a little closer to the 12 month and reserve, you know, 12 months of, of expenses and reserves, maybe, maybe you can let yourself, you know, d- you know, dip into that a little bit for something, you know, a little extra here or there. But if you're just hovering around that six month of, of expenses and your, in your emergency fund, you know, that's where you're starting to, you know, be in the danger zone. It's like if you, you know, if you start you know, dipping into that and all of a sudden now you've got, you know, maybe three months or two months and then something really 
happens. Well, you know, you, you know, you, you could have avoided that if you would have just been a little bit more disciplined and, you know, and, and, you know, postpone that, that enjoyment, you know, because I'm sure that, you know, almost always, you know, things, things will wait. There, there'll be, and if it's not that exact opportunity, something else will, you know, come along. I mean, there's, 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 there's always something that, that, you know, that, that, that will vie for, you know, those, those discretionary dollars, if you know what I mean. Certainly can track that, Glenn, and it makes uh, makes some good sense there. So, yeah, we'll add that one to the list for sure. Depleting the emergency fund, let's let's try not to do that. Uh, speaking of depleting funds, this next one, uh, I, I won't have my hand raised for this one, Glenn, uh, but a lot of people still will have their hands raised um, or maybe have thought about it even at some point in time, and that's cashing out a retirement plan. There, there's some need that pops up in life, and you say, well— this retirement plan money I'm not going to need for 20, 30 years. Why don't I use that now while I have this immediate pain? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's even one step beyond, obviously, right? And maybe maybe even more than just one step beyond in terms of kind of you don't want to steal from your future to particularly for, you know, something that is just like it's 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 not a necessity, right? Um, I mean, there are situations that are just, you know, outright emergencies and maybe, you know, there's like a hardship kind of thing or possibly taking loans against it or there there are situations that come up. I mean, you can't say, well, never, ever, you know, and under all circumstances, but, you know, it's got to be a darn good reason why you want to be, you know, tapping into that or why you need to tap into that because typically you're going to be looking at, you know, monies that have yet to be taxed, so you're going to you're going to be pulling you're going to be pulling money out of that retirement account having the tax exposure and then if you're you know if you're earlier than 59 and a half or if you're younger than 59 and a half and almost you know in almost all cases then you know then you're looking at in addition to the tax you're looking at a 10% penalty you know on top of the tax you know or an or an extra tax if you will and you know so it's it's like i mean is it really worth it you know, doing that and not only you know you, you have that but then all of a sudden you, you you've got the you know the years that it took you to build that up and now you're going to you know try to get back in there and and what are you going to then do you you're, you're going to save even more try you know this is like try to catch up well, it's just like you're, you know, you're you're losing out on all that, all that, you know, the the growth over the years, and now you're going to be again, you're, you know, you're stealing from your future, not only your future retirement, but you're also stealing from your, you know, from your future, you know, just your, you know, just your everyday expenses or or the things that you want to do, because it's like now you've got to you've got to postpone, you know, all kinds of things to be able to try to catch back up, and and so it's it's. Again, it's it's it. You can't say never, but it's just got to be really, really, really. You know, something something is really way way. You know, something something really bad happened. You know, you just want to avoid. You know, oh well. You know, hey, I can catch this back up, and it won't be that big a deal. And you know, it, it's you know, it's it's you know, you just don't want to put yourself in that situation because now you're you're paying a lot extra when you start thinking about the taxes and the penalties and and that and that kind of thing. And is it really worth paying that much more for it, or are you better off? Off delaying it again. Yeah. Well, lots of big things that you have to consider if you are in a situation where you're beginning to think about doing something like cashing out of a retirement plan and just make sure you cover all of those possibilities and understand the consequences fully before you take that road. All right, last but not least, Glenn, let's cover one more example of the power of delayed gratification, and let's end it with Social Security talk. And claiming Social Security at age 62, that's the immediate gratification, right? I'm eligible, boom, give me Social Security, and uh, and, and I'm happy. Um, why might it pay to, to wait a little bit and have some patience when it comes to electing Social Security? Right. Well, Walter, again, I mean, there's never a one-size-fits-all. 
there are some situations where it makes sense to take it, or maybe there's a, there's an absolute need to take it at 62, right? The challenge is, is you know, is is that you know, in doing that, if you're going to continue to work, you know, then it's like you're obviously not to your quote unquote full retirement age as far as Social Security is concerned, and so now you're putting, you know, you now have a limitation to how much you can actually earn because then if you go over those thresholds, then then you know, not only are you going to you're going to have taxes on that on those Social Security benefits in all likelihood, but you're also going to have a withhold, you know, the, the Social Security administration is going to start withholding you know some of those benefits back because you know you're 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 earning you know quote unquote too much you know and and because you the one of the rules is is that if you take your social security benefit prior to your full retirement age you know then then the idea is is you're taking social security because you're retiring not because you want to double dip and you know and so they they have the they have those governors on there that says you know hey if you if you earn over this much money um, you know, then, you know, and you're taking social security prior to the, to the, you know, to that full retirement age, you know, we're going to, we're going to then, then hold some of that benefit back. So that's one thing. The other thing is, is just pure and simple. You know, I mean, you're, yes, you're going to, you're going to start receiving checks earlier and you would receive more checks by taking it sooner, but all of those checks are going to be smaller checks. And then you, you know, and then you have to do the, you know, the calculation of, well, you know, how long will it take me to catch up? If you're, if you're a married couple, you start thinking, Thinking about you know the possibility of survivor benefits, and then you also, Walter, again, I mean, Social Security for most people, you know that at least most people that I talk to and work with, you know, is 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 part of their you know their their retirement income plan. It's it's not all of it. And so, you know, you, now you have to start thinking in terms of, well, how are you going to blend everything together between your Social Security and possible pension, maybe rental properties, retirement accounts, you know, other, you know possibly inheritance. There's, there's a lot of different things that are going to go into that mix of what your, of what your retirement income is going to look like, you know, and so they're all going to interact. You're going to have, you know, different reasons to pull from here versus there. They're, they're not necessarily going to all be, you know, treated the same way in the tax code. And you, you know, and Social Security is one of those was one of those things in the tax code that is treated significantly differently than virtually everything else that, you know out there. It, it, it's not automatically taxable. It becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. So you know what we do for with when we're working with folks is is we we work really hard to do do everything that we can to keep the Social Security benefits, you know, as as you know little as little tax on those as is possible. And there are s- certain situations where you know, maybe maybe folks have saved you know you know a, a little bit more in one in, in one type of an account that than 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 maybe they should maybe they should have diversified in terms of the you know how they were saving in the different types of accounts. But nonetheless, you know they they did a good job in saving, and so now we just want to look at well maybe there's some maybe there's some short term pain for long term pleasure in terms of a little bit of rebalancing, and you know there's some analysis there to decide you know well how are we gonna how are we gonna do that to make everything work out. Again, the, the 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 idea trying to be is we want to create as many tax-free dollars into the future as we possibly can, and in a lot of cases, you know, a good number of those dollars, you know, could potentially be Social Security income or Social Security benefits. So we we really want to look at that, and you know, typically, if you're thinking of of retiring as early 
a 62 or somewhere in there and you're take, thinking of taking that Social Security benefit sooner than your, than your full retirement age or possibly even delaying it beyond that, you know, I mean, you can delay all the way to age 70 and there's reasons why in different cases, you know, for, you know, for all, you can make a case for, you know, for all the way as, as early as 62 and as late as 70, again, depending upon the circumstances and the situation, but you really want to make sure that there's some analysis going in there and, and, and more often than not, Walter, more cases that I see than, than, than others is, you know, there's, there's almost always, uh, you know, a reason to delay at least, at least for you know, some period of time. And, you know, I mean, I have seen situations where it does make sense to take it at, you know, at age 62. More often than not, that might, it might be a married couple where one person is taking it earlier and the other is delaying. But, you know, again, it's not a one size fits all. You really want to do some analysis and look at your whole situation. But, you know, just because you got to age 62 and you can take it doesn't mean you should, right? I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things that, in life that you can do, but doesn't mean you should do them. And this is this this falls into that category. And you really want to you know, measure twice and cut once, if you will. Certainly do. And that applies to uh, all of the things in our conversation today is making sure that you aren't just taking that instant gratification choice uh, without thinking of all the possibilities and how you might really improve your financial situation if you have a little bit of that patience and see how it pays off. Not saying you have to do it every single time, uh, but there are certainly times in life where it will really benefit you to do so and it might be worth it. So talk those things out. Work through it with an advisor like Glenn Mosseller who can talk to you about the big picture, not only these individual decisions, but how they fit into your entire financial planning um, snapshot. And if you have questions for Glenn and you want to talk a little bit about your situation in more detail, it's very easy to get in touch and set up a complimentary financial review. You can call 336-291-3535 or you can go online to roadmapfinancial.com. Click on the free consultation button and you can schedule a time to visit. Again, that's roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for all the guidance today in our Patience Pays conversation and we'll look forward to catching up with you again soon. All right, Walter. Take care. All right, you as well. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 